This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Noon Business Hour. For Rob Hart, I'm Jim Goodis. Casual wear seller Abercrombie & Fitch reporting an unexpected loss for the first quarter. And we'll talk about retail in our next segment. But right now, the report on new home sales for April is out while there's High-level discussion about Federal Reserve policy. And to talk about all of that, we're joined by David Jones, the chairman of DMJ Advisors out of Denver and author of the book Understanding Central Banking. So let's start there, David. What is the concern about what the Fed's doing and what it might mean for the economy? Well, we got some evidence today of uh, the impact of the Federal Reserve in its fight against inflation uh, housing, new housing sales down 16.6%, a very sharp drop. Two things happen. One is home prices continue to go up, but more importantly, the Fed and its fight against inflation is hiking interest rates, and those higher interest rates combined with higher home prices spell disaster for new home sales. Is it just home sales that people are concerned about with the Fed, or are there other aspects of the economy that that people are saying, well, we better watch out here because these Fed moves could cause some problems? Without any question, uh, we're looking ahead to further significant Fed interest rate hikes. I would note that uh, Chairman Powell has already said we're going to going to continue to raise interest rates until there is clear and convincing cooling in inflation. Um, That means we've got to look ahead to further rate hikes. I think it's premature to uh, worry about a a recession coming this year, but clearly those higher interest rates will at some point have some impact on the economy. Probably the heaviest impact will be next year. Uh, So far, the consumer is holding up okay. We just had the chairman of Bank of America say that uh, nothing will slow consumers right now. Uh, That was a rather optimistic outlook on consumers. They're spending more on services than on goods, but uh, they're still hanging in there. But I think higher interest rates uh, will see, remember, uh, two significant 50 basis point rate hikes in June and July. I'm looking for maybe 25 basis point hikes in September and November. So we're going to see higher interest rates coming, and eventually that will cool off the economy, but probably not in a significant way till next year. So, David, in your estimation, is the Fed doing enough, doing too much, or is it maybe not enough in order dealing with rising prices? Well, the trouble is the Fed waited too long to start hiking interest rates. Um, It was not 
moving when it should have. Uh, so that means I think it will have to push rates higher. Um, it's it's about right. Uh, it's a g- aggressive tightening when we had a, a half a point increase or 50 basis points in May, and we, we're getting them again, as I mentioned, in June and July. That's that's a that that's an aggressive move, but uh, all I can say is the Fed has to do a lot more. Inflation is certainly here to stay for the for this year, and um, and it's going to last longer, I think, than people realize. David, advisors in your company's name. So, what is your advice? How should we be reacting to what's happening and moving forward? Well, be careful. Um, uh, you have to take a negative view to the stock market. Um, it's expected when the Fed is hiking interest rates that stock prices are going to decline, interest rates are going to go up, and eventually the economy is going to cool off. I just think it's going to take a while for that process to take place, and I think we'll be well into next year still seeing higher interest rates and uh, maybe no cooling in the economy till. 2023. David Jones, the chairman of DMJ Advisors out of Denver and author of the book Understanding Central Banking. Thanks for joining us. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Shares of Abercrombie and Fitch take a dive in the wake of a poor quarterly report, but there were good results at Ralph Lauren. So let's see what's happening in retail as we check in with Jan Rogers Niffen, the CEO of J. Rogers Niffen Worldwide in New York. So what is the picture in retail right now, Jan, and what do we need to know about it? It's pretty straightforward. Sales are fine, some things even more fine on sales, and costs are high, and that's a problem. If you look at Abercrombie's numbers, they came out with great sales at Abercrombie, good sales at Hollister, terrible earnings driven by high cost. If you look at what Walmart reported, better than planned sales. Target, better than planned sales. Amazon, better than planned sales. Earnings numbers, terrible because costs are high. And the problem is inflation in the supply chain and in freight costs and in labor at the stores and all the things that we know are happening out there. So improved sales, always a good thing when your costs aren't there, you know, and you're not making the money. That's not a great thing. So, you know, we've got this kind of double-edged sword here. What's next for retail? What should we expect Do we expect these sales to continue? Do we expect costs to maybe stabilize or even come down a bit in terms of what should retailers be expecting? And if you're investing in retailer, what should you be looking for? That's the real question. What's going to happen with the consumer? Right now, we think inflation is running about 8.5%. If Abercrombie and um, Target and Walmart and Amazon had passed all the costs through that they got, maybe inflation would be running 10%. So how long is that going to continue? How long are gas prices going to be high and straining the consumer? On the other hand, the consumer has a job and unemployment is down to three and a half percent. Actually, wages are going growing faster than inflation if you take total wages. Individual wages aren't. Yours may not be. The guy who's working may not be. But everybody together, there's so many more people working that wages are actually outpacing inflation. So sales can continue to be strong. What we need to know is when the cost structure is going to get better. The cost structure on the supply chain will get better all this year. It'll progressively get better. And I think by the back half, we'll start seeing better 
cost structure for all these guys. In the fourth quarter, it'll be a lot better. And by the first quarter of next year, it'll be better. But inflation at the retail level, what's impacting the customer, can only get better when the general inflationary environment goes down. And only, I don't know, Jay Powell of the Fed or the fiscal masters at Congress can tell you about when that's really going to happen. I think that's a next year story because I don't think inflation can go down that fast, even if it's in the process of peaking. Well, you'll keep us posted on what's happening in retail, and it is going to be a challenging time for retailers when you have a combination of your sales are going up and so are your costs, and maybe you're not passing along all of those costs. So you've got some tough decisions to make. Jan Rogers-Niffen, the CEO of J. Rogers-Niffen Worldwide out of New York, thanks as always. Up next, Mayor Lightfoot's plan for a casino west of downtown moves another step forward. Compounding your interest with an economy of words. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. A Chicago City Council Special Committee has forwarded Mayor Lightfoot's choice for a casino location and operator. And let's find out what's next from Greg Hines, the columnist for Crane Chicago Business. So, Greg, I guess as part of the approval process here by the committee, the alderman got some more say over the casino and its future. What is that going to mean for the casino and for Mayor Lightfoot? Well, it probably means that uh, the last uh, roadblock to the mayor getting her heart's desire here has been lifted. Uh, uh, I'd be shocked if this wasn't approved by the city council tomorrow. Uh, she appears to have the votes, uh, uh, for good or bad, despite the uh, opposition of some some aldermen in the area where it would be. But uh, mayor of Chicago, when they really want something out of the city council, they tend to get it. Well, what about the gaming board? What's the likelihood that that'll get approval down there? Well, that's you know that's a good question. Um, there's been strange aspects uh, to how this process has been handled. Uh, uh, for instance, uh, the parent company of, uh, of, uh, of the of the uh, of the firm that did the financial analysis for the city to predict how much city is going to make has done some work for Bally's, which is the, which is the firm that the city is uh, decided to go with to build the casino. Some people might consider that a conflict of interest. Uh, we'll see. But the mayor's people are very cognizant of uh, of uh, the gaming board. They know what it takes to get through. And uh, uh, given how many political chits the mayor has put on this, I would like to think that they have anticipated problems they're going to have with the board. But the board will do what it, what it does. We don't know yet for sure. Other than that, Greg, any potential roadblocks or hurdles that still need to be cleared or could come in and perhaps uh, cause any issues in terms of getting the casino up and running? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody went to, went to court and sued, but people sue over over everything these days. Um, the other bidders uh, who would have the deep pockets needed to really pursue a lawsuit don't seem inclined to do that. They seem uh, it looks like they're going to live with the outcome. Um, so it really does come down to the gaming board, um, and then we'll see whether uh, all these wonderful predictions about uh, about all the money this is going to spin off and, uh, and and other stuff turn out to be true. I hope so for the city's sake, but. Uh, but, you know, this environment of projecting for sure as a guarantee that you're going to get money is, is, is really risky. Um, the one aspect that might be worth, maybe there'll be a little more development of, will be the temporary location of Medina Temple, uh, 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 the Shriners Temple uh, on, the, on the north side. That's not very popular. That potentially could fall out, but, but the big deal is going through, it looks like. And what about the money that would come from this casino? Has it pretty much been decided how that's going to be spent, or is that going to be a big point of debate at City Hall? Well, the money that would come from the from the taxes that were authorized by the General Assembly uh, is, by, by state law, has to go to pay 
uh, city pension funds, uh, particularly the police and fire uh, funds in particular, have real huge debts. The city's estimating they'll get $200 million a year on top of that, uh, from that, uh, that would go to that purpose. Um, uh, if we don't get that, it probably have to come from property taxes, so that's that's kind of good news. In addition to, all, to that, though, the city negotiated uh, an upfront payment of about uh, uh, more than $40 million a year plus uh, uh, annual payments. That's uh, how that's going to be used is a little more, a little more squishy. Uh, it's supposed some of it's going to go for security, some of it's going to go for neighborhood improvements, some of it's going to go directly to the city budget. So we don't fully know about that money yet. That's Greg Hines, the columnist for Crane Chicago Business, giving us some insight on the future Chicago casino. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. And for Rob Hart, I'm Jim Goodis. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Mayor Lightfoot is losing a top supporter in the city council to the private sector. Primary elections in Georgia today are drawing national attention. On Travel Tuesday, rising prices for most items, including gasoline, are presenting challenges when planning a family trip. And Walmart is expanding its drone delivery service across six states. Right now on Wall Street, the Dow is down 277 points. The S&P 500 down 72. The Nasdaq is down 365 points. AccuWeather says we'll have clouds and a few sunny breaks. It'll be breezy. A high of 64 except by the lake where it'll stay in the 50s. Right now at O'Hare, it's partly sunny and 64 at 1231. One of Mayor Lightfoot's leading allies on the city council is leaving his post for a job in the private sector, as we hear from WBBM political editor Craig Delamore. Alderman Michael Scott Jr. had been on the city council for about seven years, and he was Mayor Lightfoot's choice to chair the key education committee. But in a message to his constituents, he says he's made the difficult decision to resign from elective office. Scott says his life's dream had been to serve his community as alderman of the 24th Ward, and he hopes he made it a better place to live, work, play, and raise a family. Scott's career includes work at the Chicago Public Schools, After Schools Matter, the Public Building Commission, and notably the Chicago Park District. He'd reportedly tried to become Park District Superintendent and told the Sun-Times he's disappointed that someone else, Rosa Escareño, got the job, but he had words of praise for her. Scott wouldn't say what job he's taking now or whom he'd like to succeed him. Craig Delamore, 105.9 WBBM. Five states are holding primary elections today with the influence of ex-President Trump in play. In Georgia, Trump recruited David Perdue to run against Governor Brian Kemp because the former Secretary of State nixed his bid there to overturn the presidential election. Former Vice President Mike Pence was in Georgia campaigning for Kemp. No matter who wins, they'll face off against Stacey Abrams, the presumptive Democratic nominee since she's running unopposed. In the primary for Secretary of State, Trump has rallied against incumbents Brad Raffensperger, who also refused to support the former president's direct calls to overturn the election. Raffensperger faces three primary challengers, including Trump-backed Republican Jody Heiss. I'm Julie Walker. It's 1232. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. 
Markets in the red today, and we're joined by Vahan Tajigian, the Chief Investment Officer at Greenwich Wealth Management in Greenwich, Connecticut. So, after yesterday, why are we seeing this today? <laughs> yeah, you know, we're having this back and forth. Um, you know, I think investors are trying to decide whether stocks have sold off enough or whether there's more to go. And, of course, um, I think what really prompted the sell-off today was the warning from SNAP that uh, business is really slowing, growth is really slowing, and that's being taken as a very negative sign, especially for the technology sector. So uh, today is what uh, we might call a risk-off day, and uh, tomorrow we might be buying again. Who knows? So let's look at the tech sector, for example. It, it had been the darling for so long and now facing some challenges. What is the prospect for the tech sector moving forward? Well, that's, that's a good question. So um, most tech stocks had already become tremendously overvalued. Um, and uh, I think now they're kind of reaching a point where they're um, reasonably valued. Um, but one of the problems is that these tech companies, these large cap technology companies, um, make up such a large proportion of the major indexes that um, it's hard to imagine the S&P 500, for example, or the NASDAQ composite um, rallying significantly unless these stocks also do really well. Um, interestingly, however, I think there's a rotation going on and we're seeing uh, more of the value names uh, doing you know, quite well. Um, for example, uh, two of my favorite individual stocks, are Verizon and IBM. Uh, these are stocks that people have avoided for years. They pay great dividends. And uh, year to date, they're relatively flat. So on a, on a relative basis, they're doing great. And of course, uh, energy stocks, which, um, which is a sector that was uh, avoided for quite some time. Uh, the energy sector is doing uh, tremendously this year with lots of stocks up over 50% year to date. So there are places to go and uh, places that provide uh, good value for long-term investors. I'm not sure if it's time yet to uh, accumulate some of these uh, technology names, but um, if you're a long-term investor, uh, you certainly might want to consider adding a little bit on weakness. And what about retail? Your thoughts? Yeah, retail has really struggled. I mean, we did get some favorable retail uh, reports from the government recently, which gave everybody hope. And then some of the retail companies, <clears throat> the individual companies started reporting results that were much worse than expected. Um, so there seems to be uh, some problems there. Of course, the, the sell-off was also triggered by the two largest or two of the largest retail companies, uh, Walmart and Target, had uh, had very bad results, and that, that caused a bit of a sell-off, um, not only for those stocks, but for the entire sector. Um, so, yeah, retail, I think, is, uh, is struggling because there is some evidence that consumers might be slowing, but uh, so far consumers have held up relatively well. So uh, I think it might be a good opportunity to uh, accumulate some of these retail names. So what's your general advice for investors right now? Well, it's basically the same as my advice all the time. Uh, the number one thing is to focus on your asset allocation. Um, you know, make sure that you've got a properly diversified portfolio and that you do have exposure to various asset classes. Um, and don't try to time the market. Um, if you are in an investor, which means that you're investing for, for the long term and and the long term, by the way, is not that long. I'm talking about, you know, the next five to 10 years. I think this is a good opportunity to be buying stocks and uh, waiting for them to rally. 
Um, you know, simply uh, trying to time the market is a very risky thing to do. That's Fahan Janjigian, who is the Chief Investment Officer at Greenwich Wealth Management in Greenwich, Connecticut. Thanks so much. It's always great to get your perspective, especially on a day like this. Up next on Travel Tuesday, tips to stay in your budget when putting together a family trip. Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Travel Tuesday and soaring inflation is creating challenges to families planning summer getaways. So let's get some help in not breaking the bank from Cindy Richards, the editor-in-chief at TravelingMom.com here in Chicago. So, Cindy, how do we travel this summer without breaking the bank? Well, I think the key is that you look to save wherever you can, right? You still want to have a vacation. Staycations are fine if you have to do them, but, you know, it's nice to get away. So you want to make sure that all the four big expenses of travel, transportation, lodging, food, and activities, there are ways to save on every one of those. So let's talk about some of those ways. What are some things that people sometimes maybe overlook or don't realize they can do or just some good common sense tips to keep the cost down on a summer trip? Well, I think the, the, the big news in travel is always hidden fees. We hear a lot about the low-cost carriers and how you have to be careful, right? You're going to have to pay for your luggage and you're going to have to pay for your seat assignment. And if you forget to download the app, you can even have to pay to print your ticket at the airport. So everybody knows to watch for those, but there's hidden fees everywhere you go. There's hidden fees at the hotels. Um, resorts have res- daily resort fees. You want to look at that and see what does it cover? Is it Does it pay for um, Wi-Fi? Is it something you would pay for anyway? Or is it something you wouldn't use? If not, then maybe you need to move on to a hotel that doesn't charge such a high resort fee. Um, parking is another place, you know, with airfare so high, and, and especially if we're talking about family travel, driving is the way most people go. So you drive into a city and you, you check into your hotel that doesn't have a resort fee, and all of a sudden you find out you're paying $60 a day to park your car. So you want to download um, a Spot Hero app or find some other way to find nearby parking that can cost, you know, a quarter of that. Drop the kids in the bags off at the hotel while somebody checks in and you go and park a block away and then walk back. Cindy, what about the whole thing of, is it make more sense to try to get everything in place as soon as possible? Or is there any benefit to maybe being flexible in your travel plans and maybe looking at, you know, what the best deals are right around the time you're going to travel? Well, that was certainly true last year at this time, but I, I think it's much less true now. Even if you're RVing or camping, the campgrounds are filling up. Um, there's so much pent-up demand for travel right now that I'm a big believer in making reservations as soon as you can. I'm heading to Florida um, in two weeks, and back two months ago when I agreed to the trip, I looked at flights, and it was around $300 to fly from Chicago to Orlando in June, which is about right. Well, I didn't book the trip, and or I didn't book the ticket, and when I went back two weeks ago to book it, the ticket's now $550. So th- planes are full, hotels are full, uh, theme parks are full. Uh, if you want to go somewhere, it's really important that you make a plan and do it now. If you want to be spontaneous and wait till the last minute, then you're talking about driving and somewhere close, and you're talking about um, spending some time on the phone or on an app like Booking.com or Hotels Tonight to find a place that has last-minute availability where you can stay. 
And Cindy, is there anything that, you know, people maybe don't necessarily think of that uh, might be a great option for them if they're saying, you know, I don't know if I can swing a trip this summer or, gosh, I just need to find something that's just within my budget. Is there anything that you would recommend that would be a great option for them? Yeah, I think anything that's within driving distance, right? Uh, You want to drive maybe two, three hours away. So pull out a map, do a circle. You know, you're talking about southwestern Wisconsin. uh, uh, I'm sorry, south. Yeah, southeastern Wisconsin, southwestern Michigan, uh, northern Indiana. I was just um, over at Pokagon State Park in Indiana, and it's a beautiful spot. Lots of lakes, far northeastern corner of Indiana, two, three hours from Chicago. It's a state park. You can hike, you can um, you can bike, you can take your bikes, you can take your kayaks if you have them, you can go out on the lake, and all you're paying for then is your accommodations. You know, I think doing the free stuff wherever you go is really important. Um, we have an entire section on TravelingMom.com about free things to do in the 50 states. It's not surprising for a family travel site. It's one of our most popular sections. If you can figure out a way, you can you can afford the, the gas to get there. You can afford the hotel to stay there. You brought snacks to save on food or you booked a hotel that included breakfast. And then you've got to figure out how you're going to entertain everybody all day. If you can figure out a way to do free things, at least um, some portion of your vacation, you've saved a lot on activities. That's Cindy Richards, the editor-in-chief of TravelingMom.com, which is a great resource for anybody who wants to save some money, especially this season when it comes to travel, and that's out of Chicago. Cindy, as always, thanks. We will come back and tell you about Personal Finance Wednesday, which will be at this time tomorrow, and a top retailer bringing on more delivery drones. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Walmart's expanding its drone delivery service, and let's get the latest on that from Paul Hockman, the president of Humongous Media and the former tech editor for the Today Show out of Cambridge, Massachusetts. So, Paul, what's going on with Walmart and drones? Well, if you are an impulse shopper, this is a literal and figurative new level um, because at least they're, they're opening it up right now. Walmart's opening up to, into major hubs, including Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Texas, Utah, Virginia, and that's about 4 million households. But basically, you can receive orders uh, of up to you know tens of thousands of eligible items, um, things like Tylenol, diapers, hot dog buns, um, and their number one uh, purchase right now in one of their hubs, Hamburger Helper. So if you want something delivered, it costs $3.99 for that delivery, as long as it's under 10 pounds, and then come right to your house. And the thing that's really interesting is these drones uh, are not actually landing in your backyard. They are, re- they are lowering the product you purchased uh, with a cable uh, and uh, that gently lowers that package, and then off it goes. So really, in the end, it's Walmart taking delivery to the next level. So how does this play with Amazon and competing with Amazon and their prime delivery and and their efforts to get your product faster? I mean, is Amazon able to match this? Is it matching this or is this giving Walmart perhaps, if people catch on to the drone thing, maybe a little bit of an advantage and, okay, Amazon, we'll show you, we'll get it there even faster. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely an advantage right now. Amazon was 
promising to roll out something called Prime Air a couple of years ago, which was basically drone delivery. Uh, just to put things in perspective, um, you know, Amazon obviously has made its name in part by satisfying customers by bringing things to them fast, right to their door, it, anything from, you know, a box of nails to something huge. But the point is, it was that instant delivery and that supply chain satisfaction, really, which very few of us have been experiencing supply chain satisfaction lately. So this brings the light to the customer. But Amazon, frankly, a little behind here. Uh, Walmart has made you know a lot of advances specifically around drones, and this is this is definitely something they're ahead of Amazon on. I think that's really just to put things in perspective. Pizza delivery is a two just the delivery is a two billion dollar a year business in the United States. So obviously, a lot of people like the convenience of getting stuff delivered right to them. Um, this is not news, but Walmart is definitely making news by making it via drone. That's Paul Hockman, the president of Humongous Media and the former tech editor for the Today Show out of Cambridge, Massachusetts, always keeping us up to date on the latest tech, including Walmart's drones. If you miss any part of today's noon business hour, all you have to do is hit the replay podcast, which will be available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com and at the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 